0: Hello, I'm Peter Ayers, and you're listening to Stages, the podcast that converses. World with World War II gave us writing for Gotto and Oklahoma. Without the arts, we are diminished. We had the kind of creative freedom. I was, I was on television as a child, and then I had I was in Cotty's Happy Hour. She leaned across to me and she said, "One day, you know, you'll be doing that." Mind-boggling. They were even lined with purple leather. I went to the ABC and auditioned. I was so fit at the end of that, you could have ended me in the Melbourne Cup. I, and I still firmly believe that great work can be made in small places. If nobody's going to respect your talent, you've got to respect it. I hope I've been entertaining, that's yeah. all. Well, that's very kind of you, Peter. But you are a friend. <laughs> and as are you. Yeah, it's a date. <laughs> it's a date. Hi there, I'm Peter Eyes and welcome to the Stages Podcast. Today we delve into the magic of magic with TikTok sensation Ash Magic. Ash Hodgkinson fell in love with magic and started busking in the streets of Sydney when he was just 11 years old. Magic became a passion that opened doors and he quickly started performing through his teens across the country and internationally, on stage and on TV. He has instigated and grown the social media. Ash Magic channel, connecting with a global audience to provide magic, behind-the-scenes tutorials and comedy skits, but also to connect with the audience through comments and responses as only social media can. Every day, Ash's videos are driven by his mantra of love, accept and respect. Ash has pursued his passion for acting too as a core cast member of the television series RFDS, playing Henry Harrod on the Channel 7 program. It is Ash's unique approach to the Ash Magic channel, which is the subject of the biography Real Magic by Ash Magic, commissioned by Penguin Random House and released in August. Ash is enthusiastic, energetic and excited to pursue his passions and to spread optimistic messages of acceptance, inclusion, respect and the importance of following your dreams. Ash Hodgkinson, hello. It's so nice to see you again, uh, a.k.a. Ash Magic. Yes, thanks for having me, Peter. A a lot's happened since um, we we last said hello um, in a classroom about three years ago. But since then you've become, I knew you were a magician, but you've also become a TikTok sensation.
1: Yes, I have. And it all sort of like came about during like when we, when you were teaching me during year 12, like during free periods and, uh, and HSC, when I had sort of spare time, I'd just be posting magic tricks on TikTok. And then during the HSC, like during the last two weeks of exams, like the big two weeks, uh, that's when everything just exploded. And I went from like zero followers to a million followers in that two weeks. So it was crazy.
0: What well, Did you ever think that you would have a global reach of 8 million followers? I mean, if you, you add up your TikTok and your YouTube and your Instagram, that's quite a number of people. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. I never really sort of expected it. Like a lot of these things, they, they come very um, in an unexpected fashion, but I always sort of knew that this was the path I was going to take and this was the direction I was going to go. But, yeah, super grateful it's sort of happening right now and I'm able to uh, take the chances I can.
0: So what, um, uh, you, you, obviously, you're a very talented musician. I, I, I saw that uh, about three years ago, and I remember a, a very funny card trick that you played on me at one, one particular point, which uh, scarred me, but it was very, very clever. Um, I, I, I suppose you, people of your generation, well, not only your generation, but, but there are um, social media influences. Were you drawn to be, be something like that, or you were just looking for a wider audience?
1: uh well I mean I grew up loving watching creators and like people on YouTube and people who just make funny videos and yeah I never really sort of saw myself becoming one until I started making videos and I started doing magic and I started filming it and I go oh I can actually like post this video online and people can watch this and as I got sort of more skilled with editing and filming and sort of doing magic tricks on camera I sort of that just started to be the direction that it started to talk and I went okay yeah that's cool that's Let's run with it, and then it all just sort of happened out of nowhere.
0: Have you were you following any other uh, tricksters or magicians uh, through socials?
1: Yeah, there was there was one who uh, his name was Zach Mueller, and he was like one of the original, like way 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 back in the day. And he was uh, he did magic, but he also did this thing called cardistry, which is just like fancy shuffles, like you know when you see a magician shuffling cards or he fancy like and doing big displays and really intricate things that's like a whole subculture of magic where it's just people who love shuffling cards. And uh, he was one of the first magicians who I really sort of became a fan of and was a big inspiration to me when I started making videos and stuff like that.
0: So when when did uh, magic first enter your life? How old were you? I
1: was, I was 11. I was uh, 11 years old in the, in Pitt Street mall in the city in Sydney. And I was walking with my mom. I think we'd just been shopping or something. And we saw, there was a guy with a table set up and a bunch of people around him. And yeah, like any curious kid, I, I squished my way to the front of the, uh, front of the crowd and I saw he was doing card tricks and he showed me one and it just, it, my mind exploded. And so I just got obsessed for, from there. And I went home and learned everything that I could and then got, yeah, practice, 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 and then a year later I was on that same street busking, doing what he was doing, but I was, like, 12 years old, just doing card tricks for random people walking past. So
0: so how do you teach yourself those tricks? Do you um, buy a book? Do you follow a YouTube instruction? Yeah, well,
1: I first started out uh, learning from YouTube, and so that's sort of, I guess, yeah, another reason why I got so drawn to the, the social media sort of... Uh, creating side but yeah I started learning on YouTube and then took those YouTube tricks and started doing them on the street and then I went to like there was like a magic camp and I met uh, the first day I met this guy called Lucas literally walking to the door and if I was like five minutes later then this whole story would be completely different but me and him became best friends that day and then we started doing shows together and started busking on the street and while we're busking on the street one day we got discovered by uh, one of Australia's leading magicians called Adam mata And so he is like the magic and illusions coordinator on Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in uh, in Melbourne, the theatre show, uh, and works on like Possum Magic. And basically whenever you see magic done in a big theatre show in Australia, it's probably Adam behind the curtain teaching the actors and sort of coordinating everything like that. And so he took us under his wing and, uh, yeah, sort of showed us the ropes and started directing us and producing us and sort of gave us the sort of stagecraft that we needed as, as young kids and just became our manager and started doing shows like, like that.
0: Yeah, because it's not about just doing the tricks, accomplishing the tricks. It's about being a bit of a showman as well. You've got to engage and, and entertain your audience and tease them, seduce them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> seduce them, definitely. Like, yeah, there's, there's that. I mean, that's especially what I was doing at the start. It was just just about the trick and it's just like, okay, I just need to do this secret move and that's that. But, yeah, as growing up and especially the studying the acting side, since, uh, you know, like I moved to a performing arts school to uh, sort of pursue magic, but since there's no magic classes anywhere, I uh, went into acting stream and then sort of learned more about the performance side and, and yeah, definitely studying acting has sort of helped the magic sort of being, uh, be lifted up through the sort of stage presence and uh, stuff like that.
0: The, the theatre is a beautiful lie, isn't it? and so is magic. <laughs> definitely just
1: like <laughs> magic yeah
0: for sure. we suspend our disbelief because we want, we want to go there we want to we want to we want to absolutely believe it mm. you had a bit of a hard time at at school initially though didn't you for doing magic yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, I, I sort of I grew up as a, as a young kid with ADHD and anxiety and I never really had a thing like a, or a hobby or an, or an interest that I could sort of channel my energy towards. And so, yeah, it, it was tough growing up and my brother and my sister, they were very like academic and, and really good at sport and everything like that. And I never really had a thing like that until I found magic. And so when I found out, I was just like, OK, this is this is it. This is going to be this is what I'm going to do. And so when I found out, it just sort of became a thing that lifted me out of this this funk that I was in, where I felt like I felt like something was wrong with me. And uh, yeah, it was it was just weird sort of growing up in school like that, and especially doing magic. Magic's not really considered the the coolest thing in the world to to teenagers. I'm sure. I'm sure it is now, but um, but back then it wasn't wasn't the coolest thing. So yeah, it was sort of like there's bullying and things like that, but. Uh, yeah super grateful with how everything turned out and if the journey had gone a little bit different then I'm sure I'd be in a very different place right now.
0: How, how did the um, ADHD and anxiety manifest itself? Was that a, a, a difficulty to concentrate or?
1: Yeah it was uh, yeah difficulty to concentrate and sort of low motivation and like not wanting to get out of bed and like being a bit of a rebel not wanting to follow rules. Yeah and all sorts of ways as well and it was weird because this sort of Like, with the anxiety of of it as well, like, I couldn't look people in the eye. I couldn't have conversations with random people. I certainly couldn't do this, like, I have a conversation with someone over Zoom talking about magic and all that. But, yeah, it wasn't until I found the magic that sort of helped me unpack those things and allowed me to channel them into something creative.
0: Yeah, I guess the magic required a tremendous focus for you. Mm. It was something that you had a great passion for. So it was able to sort of really rope in those, those traits of ADHD and anxiety, I guess. And, and do you think it's helped you? Magic has certainly been a therapy.
1: Yeah, definitely. I definitely. And I mean, like with the sort of ADHD, like, and the anxiety, it's sort of like I've always wanted to control everything. So like anything that's a little bit out of my control, like public speaking or, or doing something for a crowd, I, I didn't know how they were going to react. It was all very, no, 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 I can't do that, until I sort of found the magic. And I remember, I think that's, Sort of what first drew me to it, like when I saw that magician on the street busking, and I was that young kid. It was just the way that he had the whole crowd in his hand, and he was moving the cards with such control, and he just he knew exactly what was going to happen. and And I think that control was sort of just something that I idolized. I went, Oh, I want to control my life. I want to be able to sort of be in control of things. And so that's sort of what drew me towards it, and what's helped me sort of come out of that funk that I was in.
0: I read that you had a really interesting experience with a careers advisor. At school, um, you know, you went along for the interview and it reminded me so much of my careers interview where I went in and they said, What do you want to do? What do you want to be, Peter? I said, I'm An actor. And it just, it just flummoxed them. They have no idea how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> definitely,
1: definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, very similar because I, <clears throat> the first school that I went to was very academic based. And so everyone who went into that careers interview office was like, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a teacher, or uh, this and this and this. And so when I went in and said, I want to be a, I had a list of five options. I think the first option was magic. And then it was like TV presenter, actor. I think, I think juggler was on there probably. <laughs> and, but, um, but yeah, and the, the, the guy laughed at me and he, he didn't know what to say. And so it was, sort of, that was the sort of like point where I told my parents that and that was the sort of point where they went, okay, let's, let's move you to a performing arts school somewhere where they like nurture all these, all these traits
0: yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> so what sort of tricks are you doing is it, is it just card tricks or are you making things disappear are you cutting people in half are you elevating people is it escapology
1: <laughs> it's a bit of everything honestly like i started out doing card tricks and, and i love cards because it's just something you can carry around with you everywhere and you can just bust out at, at a moment's notice but yeah, I do. Uh, I do a lot of magic with uh, with everyday objects, and uh, in the book, there's uh, uh, there's a lot of tricks with just like random objects that people have around their house, like chapstick and pencils and pens and paper clips and all this other stuff. And um, yeah, also like things with like Rubik's cubes. I love Rubik's cube magic, and there's a whole sort of subculture of Rubik's cube magic, which I think is so cool. And yeah, er- everything and everything, I love it.
0: I love that Rubik's cubes are still around. I mean, I think when I was your age. Are a bit younger, uh, they just came onto the markets and uh, people were obsessed with them. So it's good to good to hear that they've lasted the distance. <laughs> yes. Tell me about um, India. When were you in India and uh, performing magic? Uh, I was in India
1: 2016, I believe, and uh, it, was, it was a tour that was funded by the Australian High Commission and the Australian government, and so for years and years and years and years and years, there's been this sort of trade-off of, um, of magic culture between Australian magicians and Indian magicians. And it was this old tradition where, like, Indian magicians would come to Australia and share their tips and tricks to Australian magicians and Australian magicians would go to India and share their tips and tricks. And so it was this sort of um, their, their attempt to try and keep this tradition alive. And so me and Adam Mada and Lucas and uh, film producer Joe Dyer and John and author John Zabriskie we all uh we all flew to flew to India and we we toured around going to different schools and, and orphanages and teaching kids magic and doing shows at like the Royal Bombay Yacht Club and it was it was such an insane experience experience I kind of I wish I was my age now and and I could do it again because I feel like I'd appreciate it more but back then I was just this this young dumb kid going oh yeah let's do some tricks for people and and this and that, but, uh, yeah, it was insane and it was such an eye-opening experience and that's where I think a lot of this sort of ash magic positivity branding has has come from and this whole good vibes thing has sort of come and stemmed from that.
0: Yeah. Do you work with a, a wand? Do you have a top hat, a cape? Or is that a <laughs> thing of the past for magicians? <laughs>
1: I, I do have a top hat and I can see it right there. And I don't know, I think I got it. I bought it at like a Cirque du Soleil show and I saw it and I thought it looked cool, but I'm, I'm yet to use it for something. I just have it sitting around. But no, I don't, I don't have any, any wands. It's all very, um a lot of the magic sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird how it's changed so much. Like in the olden days it was very like saw someone in half and do a trick with the wand and a top hat. And this and that, but now it's very, it's very grounded. It's very like, okay, let me do a magic trick with your cell phone, or a, with a with a pair of uh, earphones, or, or a laptop over Zoom, or something like that. And uh, which I think is so cool, just the ability to sort of do it anywhere and anywhere. You don't need these big props.
0: Yeah, I love tuning into um, it's one of the streaming services. I think the the Penn and Teller show. Uh, have yes. you ever watched that? And the, and the magicians from all around the world trying to 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 fool them. Uh, so Penn and Teller, David Copperfield. Uh, who are those magicians? Which you really sort of do? You aim to be like them? That that big? Would you like to headline a show in Vegas?
1: Ah, uh, Vegas. I mean, when I was growing up, I remember Vegas was a big dream of mine, and um, and then I went there with my dad, and it was it was a little bit disappointing. Not going to lie, because it was like, yeah, growing up, it's always been like Las Vegas. This is this is the home of the stars, and then you get there, and it's just like hot and very humid, and the whole place smells like cigarettes. And I sort of went like, "Oh yeah, this is cool. It'd be it'd be cool to to do shows and stuff here." But then, yeah, I think my my goal sort of drifted a little bit away from that to more towards the acting and and maybe yeah, just more magic stuff. But yeah, I mean, all those people are super great, and uh, I've had the pleasure to of meeting some of them, and what they do is insane. Like David Copperfield, I think I don't does the I don't know what what he does, but he's had like the record for the most. Consecutive shows by any magician or performer or something. He does a stupid amount of shows non-stop. And I don't know how that man does not burn out because he just goes non-stop. And that much respect for David Copperfield. He's insane.
0: Um, have you heard of Siegfried and Roy?
1: Yes, I have. I have I have.
0: <laughs> I mean <laughs> to make live cats, you know, lions and tigers disappear and appear.
1: Yeah, what they do is insane. I've done uh, I think I've done maybe one magic trick with my cat and it was, it was way too much effort for very little payoff, but uh, what they do is, is insane. I should do more research on them, but they're uh, yeah, they're some of the, some of the greats.
0: Okay. And of course our uh, Australian magician, which everyone seems to know, Cosentino. Who yeah. He's ca- uh, came to the public uh, broadcast through uh, one of the talent shows, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Got it was talent through, uh,
1: through it. Yeah. Through Australia's got talent and he's uh He's great. Yeah, some of his stuff is crazy. Like a lot of the escape things that he does, like with the, uh, he'll be tied up to, to to a wooden post with like a, a crossbow that is on a timer, and if he doesn't escape, then the crossbow shoots him in the head or or something like that. It's it's all very crazy, and I I think way out of my depth. But maybe one day I'll, I'll get to that that yeah. level of crazy.
0: Play it safe, and um, Harry Houdini. Of course, you would know all about Houdini, and um, he's amazing feats.
1: Yeah, legend, legend. He's uh he's crazy. And I think there's so much magic today has been inspired by him and almost yeah, almost yeah, the whole sort of genre of of escapology and and people just escaping from things is such a it, it's such a different art form and it really fascinates me and I should do more research about that stuff because it is it is crazy the things they do like and and yeah, it it's mind-boggling hearing about the stuff they do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think knowing our history, our performing arts history is uh what's well, a great passion of mine and uh, I advise mm. it to, to anybody so a TikTok channel is that your first social media outlet that you're i uh, probably you're yeah. probably on Facebook like everybody but in order to reach a a broad audience uh, TikTok
1: yeah TikTok is 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 where it's at right now and I remember I started posting on YouTube in um I think in primary school, I w- it was just silly videos of me with my with my friends running around yelling and they were not very good. But then I started sort of focusing more on the magic and then started posting. I know I started posting on Instagram first uh, just because I, yeah, and I liked the platform and then I saw TikTok came along and it just fit perfectly. Like the vibe, the length of video and the audience, it was also just a perfect fit. And so I started posting on there and then that, Blew up and and now it's sort of uh, transferred to other platforms like I'm doing YouTube now and, and Instagram and and uh, more sort of like mainstream TV stuff which is really great but yeah TikTok is definitely where it's at
0: right now. So so how long did it take to get noticed?
1: Um, on TikTok, I, I think I hit my first million views. Um, yeah, it, it was strange because you you could post like like ten videos and they can all nine of them can all do really bad and get no views but then one of them for some reason just gets 10 million views or something like that it's crazy the way the algorithm works but yeah it was all just through uh through HSC like I said of just like that 2 weeks I was just posting twice a day and and then all of a sudden like one video blew up and then the second video and then all the videos would just started doing really well
0: well now that you have such a huge following I suppose there's a responsibility you feel towards your fans to to deliver how often are you delivering every day now or once a week?
1: Yeah, well, I'm trying to deliver every day. And I think I'm getting back into it now. It's been crazy the past past month with the, with the book coming out. It's been, um, it, the schedule has, yeah, it's been whack. But now I'm getting back into it. And I filmed for the first time in, in, in months yesterday with my friend. Uh, and so we're getting back on the content grind. I'm trying to post like three times a day, three to five videos every day if I can. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. And since it's it's social media world, everything changes so quickly. There's there's no days off. There's no uh, there's no month long holiday in uh, in Italy or something. You gotta you gotta keep at it.
0: So, are you posting magic tricks all the time, or is it messages of optimism and and hope and goodwill and love? Yeah,
1: well, it's. Uh it's a bunch of everything. And I think uh, I, I people love magic and, and people love learning magic. And with social media, it's all about the value that you're providing to other people. And so I think there's a lot of value in, in Magic Trick Secrets because everybody can just watch a video, learn this silly little little trick that they can you know, show their mom or show their dad and, uh, and sort of just spread smiles like that. And I think the whole idea of just doing magic in general, of just sort of just like theater and just like acting where people watch it to, to escape from reality. And, and like you said, suspend their their disbelief. And I think it's, it, it's super powerful. And that's where the whole good vibes and optimism branding come came from because yeah, when I was growing up, like I said, I never, I, I sort of wish I had uh, had something like the book or had a, uh, a spokesperson that sort of talked about the good vibes and uh, inclusivity in is, is that a word inclusivity probably
0: yep and, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah <laughs> and and love and respect and all that and so that's why what i sort of aim to to do to create a platform that people can can watch and enjoy and feel a part of
0: are you hearing from your fans are they writing to you or
1: yeah, definitely. People, uh, people message every day to the to the channel, and you, you can respond to DMs and messages and, and comments, and and everybody's super lovely, and, and it's super amazing hearing people's stories who are similar to mine. Like, yeah, I get uh, you get DMs like yeah every day about people who uh, have ADHD, who have anxiety, who have read the book, or who have sort of watched the videos, and and it's truly touching hearing uh, like hearing the effect that. Some people have because of the videos and saying, "Oh, this really sort of helped me." And it's it's yeah, it's really heartwarming.
0: Now, tell me about the book, Ash Magic. Um, how long has that been in the uh, in the works? And because it was released, what about a fortnight ago now?
1: Yes, it's uh, it came out thirty uh, first of August, and so uh, yeah, it's it's been in the works for uh, for about a year, about a year and a half. And so uh, it came about in the, in the middle of NIDA, which was, which was very fun. And um, that that year, it was honestly one of the craziest, the craziest year I've had so far, because I was doing NIDA uh, every day, every week, flying back and forth from Sydney to Broken Hill, shooting RFDS at the same time, posting videos on social media and, and writing the book. And so I don't know how, how the hell I did it, but, it uh big big thank you to my parents and everyone around me. But uh yeah, it came out and it's uh just a big it's a book about positivity basically and about how focusing on good vibes changed my life and growing up with anxiety and ADHD. And I also talk about uh talk about magic tricks. There's lots of tips and tricks in there and some amazing magic that you can show your friends and family uh in person and like online, whether it's on TikTok or Zoom and stuff like that.
0: And and we can get it from all good booksellers, I imagine, and and online. Do you have a website where where people can uh um Check in, yeah. You can uh, well check in, check in
1: on me on my uh, my social media, Ash Magic, and uh, yeah, the book's available everywhere: Kmart, Big W, uh, Dmix. Check out the the Penguin Random House website for uh, for more details on that and all the uh, distributors.
0: And and what about other merch? Are we going to have a, an Ash Magic T shirt and an Ash Magic headband <laughs> and a mask? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I want to. I definitely want to. I did. Uh, I did a run of merch. A while ago, I think, uh, yeah, maybe like, two years ago, one year ago, something like that. And um, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of work, much more work than the book for some reason. Just getting it because I was doing it all myself. And so, uh yeah, it was cool. I made some T-shirts with my name on it and uh, and logos and, and stuff like that. And one of my very good friends, his name's Nick. He, uh I met him at the first performing arts school I went to, and uh, he's a great graphic designer. And so he does all the graphic design things. And he. Uh, did all the illustrations in the book and all the designs for the merch and stuff, so he's awesome.
0: Tell me about your uh, imaginary twin brother, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an alter ego of Ash or, or how does Zach fit into the picture?
1: A little bit, yeah. Zach was, um, it came about very weirdly. I was just, when I think of like videos for TikTok and, and stuff like that, it's um it comes about in such weird ways. Like I'll be asleep or I'll have a dream and I'll just, wake up and I'll have to write it down. Cause uh, if I don't write it down, I forget it. And I just had this random idea that I should do a, do a magic trick, but teach it in this weird absurdist way that isn't really teaching it at all. And um yeah. And so I, it just involved uh, me dressing up in a different colored shirt or a hoodie and a hat or something and, and, and changing my name to Zach. And it just became this this character that was just a part of the channel. And so I started making these videos where I'd be like, here is how you make a coin disappear. First, your twin brother Zach comes in with a magnet and sucks it up or something and he throws it across the room and hits the cat, flies out the window. Really weird, asserts, things like that. And so, uh, yeah, and they sort of took off and I made it, made it a series.
0: Brilliant. Well, I look forward to finding Zach one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <But> magician, <laughs> sure. you're also you're also feeding your your acting desire. You took yourself off to tonight to do the the diploma course in uh, what was it? What's it called? Stagecraft? No. Uh,
1: diploma of stage and screen in acting.
0: Stage and screen, which uh, exposes you to a whole lot of skills. Uh, that's mm. a year course
1: yeah year-long course there and had some had some great teachers and a uh, great variety of stuff it was all very jam-packed but uh yeah it was amazing
0: well it's a lot to fit into a year all the, all of that stage and, and and screen work and uh you're a recurring character on uh rfds royal flying doctor service uh it was the flying doctors when i was your age <laughs> mm. so it's a nice it's a lovely reboot which we can see on channel seven
1: Yes, yes, check it out. It's uh, last episode is, uh, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but last episode is this week on Wednesday or you can watch it on, uh, on 7 Plus online and all that.
0: Right, well, by the time this this podcast, uh, it'll be over. So... <laughs> ah. No worries, no worries. Hopefully, hopefully people caught it. Um, so who do you play, Ash?
1: I play uh, Henry Harrod which is uh, the uh, son of Eliza Harrod, who is the lead doctor who has escaped her life from, uh, from London and fled to Australia to become a, uh, a surgeon for the uh, Royal Flying Doctor Service. And it's, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too happy to be there because I've, I've been ripped away from, from my dad and, and, and my friends and stuff. But it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm hoping for a second series, hopefully, second season.
0: Is it fun being on set? I, I, I guess you you're learning on the job, aren't you, about um screen acting and and how a, how a film set works?
1: Yeah, definitely. it was it was insane experience. and and just like everything, I wish I could redo it now because I'm, you learn things so quickly, and I did it, I think in the middle of NIDA and it's crazy seeing like how like <laughs> my acting progresses along the show, <laughs> like first episode, I was like, oh yeah, that's, it's all right. Um, and then it, it it gets better as, as it goes on, which, which is amazing. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's cool seeing that progression like that. Okay.
0: So what's your, your five-year goal, Ash? Where would you like to see yourself in five years?
1: Whoa. You thought about that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, I, f- I find it very weird, like setting goals for myself because everything happens and everything is changing so quickly at, at the minute. And so, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to still be acting and, and uh, you know, have more more roles in mainstream TV and and hopefully uh, an Ash Magic show uh, on, on some sort of platform, uh, hopefully very soon. And yeah, keep posting, keep keep grinding, keep sort of building relationships and and uh, as whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm happy and and creative, uh, I'm fine with it.
0: Well, that's that's great your own show you could be a magician a television presenter and an actor all rolled in one so you can give the thing give the finger to that careers advisor <laughs> <laughs> ash thank you you are a phenomenal example to your appears about celebrating life and and radiating positive vibes uh, it's important to be happy isn't it
1: definitely definitely i think yeah I, I wouldn't be anywhere near where i am today without sort of enjoying what i do and i think you know, it, it might take a while to, to figure out what your passion is or, or whatever you want to do in life. But, yeah, you keep trying new things. And as soon as you find that thing that excites you, just go full steam ahead and and, uh, and grind at it.
0: Well, you're you're at the start of a, a magnificent career, I'm sure. So, so good luck. All the best. Thanks for chatting today. And, um, yeah, Ash Magic.
1: Ash Magic. Thanks so much for having me.
0: If not a fan already, do check out Ash's various social media platforms on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube platforms that provide artists new ways to connect with an audience and manifest a global reach. Through his socials, ash, at ashmagic, that's at ashmagic, you'll also find access to his newly published biography, Real Magic by Ashmagic. And it's also available from every good bookstore. Thanks for joining us in this episode. You can check out all of the stage's episodes featured in the podcast thus far by visiting our website. Everybody say it together, www.stagespodcast.com.au I'm Peter Ayers. Keep well, keep warm, stay safe, and I'll catch you next time.